listeners, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Andre Hutchins, and you are listening to our monthly episode of Movies Coming Soon. Movies Coming Soon is our monthly get-together with Andre from The Formal Review, where we will recap uh, the previous month of movies, select our favorite, and then preview what's to come for the month of December. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Now let's get things going. Well, Andre, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me once again. Glad to be back. Uh, it's always a pleasure, man. I actually really look forward to uh, doing this monthly episode with you. So, yeah, ha- happy post-Thanksgiving. How was your holiday? Uh, it was good. Um, I actually haven't had any traditional food yet, which is why um, I'm craving it still. Uh-huh. Because uh, we went and hung out with my girlfriend's family, who's Brazilian, and they just, which was, they just cooked uh, like Brazilian barbecue, which was delicious. That sounds good. Like, and I, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't like the typical um, uh, Tur- turkey cranberry stuffing. Yeah, and I, I'm used to that. This was my first uh, Thanksgiving, I think, for as long as I can remember that. We did. I didn't have turkey, so I'm gonna be cooking that soon. Um, just because I I need to have it. Yeah, man, gotta get your fill. I have no idea what yeah. Thanksgiving would be like if if it did not include turkey or stuffing or cranberry sauce. <laughs> How was yours? It was good, man. It was good. Yeah, um, you know, I I'm married, and my wife is from Utah. I'm from Nevada. I grew up there, and so we split holidays. So uh-huh. this year was Thanksgiving with my family and we're having Christmas with her family. So yeah, okay. so we yeah, we drove drove across I-80, uh, went to my good old hometown of Reno, Nevada and spent Thanksgiving there with my family and siblings and parents and stuff. And so yeah, it was good. But yeah, we, did, we didn't have Brazilian barbecue, but we did have a <laughs> traditional Thanksgiving dinner though. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about uh, what about Christmas coming up? What what's your uh, uh, what's your traditional Christmas dinner uh, menu look like? Um, it depends. Uh, it usually involves ham. I've also had turkey on because when I was growing up, I I loved like I said off offline. I love turkey. Um, so like I like my mom would always ask, "What do you want for uh, Christmas dinner?" Because um, she's Japanese so she like just would she can cook pretty much anything for any of those holidays so she'd always ask me I was like I want turkey again so she would just, <laughs> so she would just essentially replicate what we had on Thanksgiving but on a smaller scale yeah uh, but I, I've had ham a few times um, but that's really it nothing too out of the ordinary I don't think what about you okay so wait when it comes with turkey though Andre are you a white meat or dark meat kind of guy uh, mostly white meat, but every now and again, I can, I'm not an anti-black meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, man. White, white meat is my go-to. Like I'll, I'll have a little bit of dark meat. I just, I don't know. I, I just prefer the flavor and texture of, of the white meat anyway. So yeah. yeah. So our, our Christmas dinner, um, uh, growing up, I'm, I'm pretty sure like as a kid, we did ham mostly, but then. Uh-huh. But then some number of years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, my parents switched and they do prime rib. And so for like the last decade, we've had prime rib for Christmas and, and I love it, man. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's good, man. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So Andre, I'm happy to have you back on backseat directors. I'm excited to, uh, get, uh, 
this podcast going. And so um, as as usual with our monthly episode of Movies Coming Soon, what we'll first do is we will kind of recap the month of November and then we'll select which was our favorite movie from November. Um, so Andre, why don't you go first? And yeah, tell me tell me your highlights and then let me know and let the listeners know what your favorite movie of the month of November was. Backseat Directors. Favorite movie of the month. Uh, this month I actually I think went to less movies than normal. Um it, it unfortunately just ended up being that way because of time. Yeah. Um, I got to see obviously Thor, Ragnarok, Murder on the Orient Express, um, and Justice League. Um, and then, and honestly, at all of them, I had a good time at. Like I enjoyed my time yeah. at the movie theaters. Yeah. Um, but one movie that I got uh, invited to for a screening um, was uh, Lady Bird. I got to see that a few, I think like a week or a week and a half before it actually was released. Oh, nice. Which I don't I don't think we talked about on the last one, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I, I do I do remember talking about it, but it was it, it was okay. uh, very little. Yeah, I didn't know too much about it, but yeah, I do remember announcing it. Okay, we did. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Um, but I that, I think for me, was my favorite movie of uh, November. Uh, I thought it was well directed. The script was great, um, well acted, and it was just a very enjoyable time at the at the movie theaters. I mean, it's hard to like when you have like blockbusters like Justice League or Murder on the Orient Express or Thor Ragnarok. Like those movies, like are like they're supposed to be like box office breaks. Obviously, with how some of them have gone out, have been flops. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> More so for Justice League, but, <laughs> um, but so for it was really interesting for me to go to this film because like I I knew very little about it, but I was invited, so I went and wow, it was such a great film that like I'm looking forward to buying it again so I can watch it again um, uh, on Blu-ray because I thought it was a great coming on age story. Right. Um, it's one of my like one of my top films of the year so far. I thought it was really well done. Um, potentially a best original screenplay film. Um, it could get best director or best actress for somebody, but I'm not exactly confident with that. But I think it was it was a really well done film. And yeah, that that would be my favorite of the year uh, of the month. Excuse me, so far. Yeah, well, I've heard nothing but good things from this from this film and. The the one the one stat that I keep seeing pop up on social media is that Lady Bird is the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes ever. Um, yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, because that that is the stat that I keep seeing. And so um, I I have not seen that movie, but do, I I don't know if you remember how to pronounce uh, this actress's first name. I know she's from Ireland. Uh, her last name is Ronan, but I'm I forgot how to say her first name. It's it, it's spelled S A O. I R S E. So listeners, if any of you guys know how to pronounce it, good for you. I forgot, but she won. Didn't she win an Oscar for her role in that movie Brooklyn a couple years ago? Uh, uh, she didn't win. She was just nominated. Oh, she was nominated. Okay. 
Um, yeah, no, I've heard nothing but good things, and and I I will eventually see this movie. I'm not sure when. I think it finally came out here locally, you know, because it was a limited release back in November. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I've heard definitely lots of good things. But uh, Andre, this is probably the first month of the year that I have seen more movies than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still, I guess you still saw four movies and that's quite a bit, you know, even for the average person. But, um, I, I got to see five movies this past month. So I saw Thor. I liked it. Saw Murder on the Orient Express. I liked it. Saw Justice League. I liked it. And, uh, and then I got to see Wonder and Coco. And out of those five movies, I gave all five movies a go see it recommendation. I very much enjoyed all five. Um, but the movie of the, or I guess my favorite movie of the month that I'm going to give, that nomination or that <laughs> that quote unquote um uh what's a fake award to i guess um <laughs> is is wonder so that movie that movie not just for the month of november for but for this entire year it's it's probably in my top five list it, it, it's you know it's based on a best-selling novel a young adult i guess or children's novel i guess um from rj palacio i i already did a review on it if you haven't seen it yet andre i I so recommend you to go see that movie. I think yeah. you'll very much enjoy it. And I do want to see it. And even though, yeah, it, it, it's like a, a feel-good type inspirational movie. And yeah, it's it's a children's novel. Um, you know, and maybe it's not nearly as in depth as some of these other movies. Uh, you know, these uh, independent films like Lady Bird, Bird and things like that. But such an incredible movie. I loved it. I cannot wait to go see it again. My wife hasn't seen it, so I, I think we're going to try to go see it here soon uh, just so she can see it. And, and I just ordered the book on Amazon, so I'm actually really looking forward to reading it. But yeah, no, it, a phenomenal film. Loved it very, very much. So so that that is my yeah. choice for my movie of the month. Yeah, I was actually invited to a screening to go see it, and then I just honestly, I, I didn't have time to go see it, and like, it's one of those, mo- that and Coco, uh, is that those two movies I know I'm going to see, it's right, just, right. I had no time. Coco, well, I had time to see Coco, but uh, my girlfriend, she really wants to see it, so I promised her that we'd go see it together, so I have to hold out on seeing that one, um, but I'm definitely going to that's on the definite list nice nice very good you know what andre i'm actually forgetting i didn't see five movies i saw six (laughs) (laughs) i know i got to see so i guess that's just kind of what happens when uh when we go out of town and you know go for thanksgiving break and the weather gets colder you know what better thing to do than just go see a bunch of movies so um (laughs) i actually the last movie i saw was the man who invented christmas with dan stevens um, yeah. I, I was not planning on doing a review, but I think I'm going to be doing one this weekend. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was another movie and another movie that I'll probably give a go see a recommendation at least for, you know, for anyone who is a fan of the Christmas Carol story and things like that. Um, it was a good film and I think you'll like it too, especially, you know, I think I remember you saying that you grew up watching like the Muppet Christmas Carol and stuff yep. like that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, any, anybody who's a fan of that story and just kind of those, um, I, I guess it's kind of a biopic, you know, where where yeah. you know it, it's that that um, in depth look to like how the story was created. It, I think the obviously I think the movie takes a lot of liberties for how it was shown on screen, but still very much enjoyed it. But yeah, wonder wonders my pick. So all right, listeners, that's we got we got uh, Lady Bird is the movie of the month for Andre from the formal review, and my pick is Wonder. 
So, okay, Andre, let's go ahead and get to the meat of this main podcast, and uh, we will announce the movies coming soon for December. Movies coming soon. All right. Okay, Andre, you got you got first week. First week in in, uh, in December is actually tomorrow, so we're recording November thirtieth, Thursday, right now, and December first is tomorrow. So, uh, so that is the first weekend. Why don't you go ahead and take it from here? Um, uh, I think the first one that's coming out that I think is one of the high most, at least on uh, from what I've been reading on social media, is that one of the highest anticipated movies so far um, is the Disaster Artist. Yeah, <laughs> um, starring James Franco, his brother Dave Franco, and Seth Rogen, which is about uh, the behind the scenes of the film The Room, and it's based on the book that uh, one of the actors, um, Greg uh, Sestro, I think his name is, uh, who played Mark in the movie, he wrote it. So it's essentially a behind the scenes movie that shows how the movie was made and. And um, I think, <laughs> and I've seen The Room once, and oh, geez. And honestly, I am going to be watching it uh, before I see this movie because, uh, well, my girlfriend hasn't seen it, and I want her to enjoy in the badness that it is. <laughs> so, Okay, well, honestly, hey, Andre, I need oh, to ask but, you this, though. How... How are you going to watch it? I have I have tried looking for the room. I'm probably going to have to end up buying it on Amazon or something, but I can't I can't find it anywhere. Not even on iTunes to rent. Um, I have to look for it too, but I got to find a, a copy of it somewhere. I uh, I haven't looked at adamantly yet, um, but I'm going to find a copy somewhere. Like, okay, well, if you um, find, either... yeah, if you find out, let me know. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it should be a pretty funny. I, I think it looks funny, and it's it's a different. It's a sarcastic film that just you think it's just making fun of a, I guess a like a terrible film. But um, from like titles of reviews, I haven't read any like full reviews yet. But just by titles of the reviews, it's getting really great like thoughts on it. So yeah. I'm really intrigued by this film um but in addition to that another one that i'm actually highly anticipating is the shape of water Mm -hmm. which is directed by guillermo del toro um and i personally and I, i think we discussed on a few other episodes that i really love his direction style i love his adaptation for fantasy he's able to he has a great mind when it comes to that and this movie stars Sally Hawkins, Octavia Spencer, and Michael Shannon. And it's about um, this mute custodian in 1962 during the Cold War who essentially falls in love with a captured sea creature who's played by probably second to um, Andy Serkis when it comes to like motion capture and playing other, I guess, other creatures. Um, he's a very famous guy when it comes to a lot of Guillermo del Toro's films, and, and he's done a few other ones. Doug Jones, and I think, and I'm looking forward to seeing his portrayal of this film. That it's because it's kind of what I've been reading about it is that it's an idea, an alternate view of how the creature from the Black Lagoon came about. In that, what happens if the creature from the Black Lagoon actually keeps or actually forms this legit relationship with the girl? 
So I am really looking forward to this just based on just the director alone. I mean, I with his name, he's one of those directors. Okay, I'm going to see this. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro, he, he is a director that has such a unique style that when you see a film, you know it's his. Yeah. And, and this one is no exception at all. I mean, you look at the trailer and, and it has so many different – um, just those same type of elements that you would see in like Pan's Labyrinth and things like that. But uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, you know, I know a lot of people are very hyped and excited for this film. I, I'm, I think I'm keeping my mind open about it. Not that I don't like Guillermo del Toro. I just, I, I really am not familiar with the story at all. And yeah, it's getting a lot of buzz. So I, I just, I'm gonna go into it with an open mind and uh, yeah, hopefully it's good. But yeah, you said so. You said Doug Jones didn't Doug, Doug Jones do the stop motion for? Um, um. Oh, who, what was his character in Hellboy? He wasn't Hellboy, right? You know, he's a Abe Sapien. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then I was thinking of someone else. Okay. Yeah. No. That yeah. that one. That one is probably one of the highlights of that for of the first weekend in December. I would say. Yeah. Definitely. Um. He's actually owned known for. Um. Did you ever see Hocus Pocus? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> watch it every yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, he's uh the you know the the guy who they bring back from the dead. I think Billy. Yeah, it's Billy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's Doug Jones. Like when he was smaller, like oh, no but, way. not smaller, but yeah, like that's when he early on in his career. Oh, I had no idea. That's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then like he's obviously gone and done uh Silver Surfer in the Fantastic Four films, right? Um, then the Hellboy films, obviously, and he's just he's done a lot of the Guillermo del Toro. Like he's been in like all, almost all of his films. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, another film that I have, um, it's called Wonder Wheel, mm-hmm. which is a new Woody Allen film, um, and stars Kate Winslet, Jim Belushi, and Justin Timberlake. And it's uh, go. It happens in. Um, Coney Island in the 1950s, and a lifeguard played by Timberlake uh, tells the story of a middle-aged carousel operator and his wife, which is Winslet, and she's kind of the main character, and it has to do with her developments uh, in regard to, or her relationship, how it's kind of not so good, and there's a lot of like crime and mafia stuff. This movie intrigues me and kind of it looks very odd and i'm not yeah. i'm not sure about it but i like kate winslet woody allen i like some of his films he's hit or miss for me mm-hmm. um so and whenever justin timberlake does a film i'm always intrigued by it just because he doesn't do a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, i'm i'm not like out of all the films that I have for this week, I'm not exactly sure about that one. Yeah, it's an interesting cast. I, I signed up. Um, so Amazon, it, it, it's a Amazon Studios film, I believe. Um, yes. And they're, you know, they're doing uh, screenings, but it's it's like a sweepstake. So I signed up to see if I can get a screening. If I can get a screening, I'll probably go see it. If I don't, I I, I don't think I'll make plans to see this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then another one, which I uh, – I saw it was released. Um, it may be only in uh, certain theaters, but it does come out. It's actually a Finnish, uh, or a Finnish film, and it's called The Other Side of Hope, hmm. 
which is about this Finnish man who left uh, being an ad- advertisement consultant, I think, and he essentially uh, gets a restaurant and then he meets all these Syrian refugees. So it takes place during the Syrian refugee crisis in Finland. So it's like a comedy but drama. So it's it that's all I could find when it comes to like the synopsis of the film. I think um, it it looks very unique and yeah. and I I think it, it could be a really good film. Um, I don't know what how many theaters it's being released in, but I I, I do know it is coming out that week. Um, and then the other one, which I. If I remember correctly, I think it's just video on demand, but it definitely intrigued me just because I don't know. I, I kind of want to still watch it. It's it's called uh, Love Beats Rhymes, um, and I think it is being released in some theaters, but it's also being released on demand. Mm. Um, and it's about this twenty-five uh, uh, year old rapper who is living in Brooklyn, um, but she's essentially rapping about uh, nonsense stuff. So she enrolls in this poetry class, and she essentially gets to learn meaning behind her words and everything. And the reason why this actually this movie in, entices me a little bit is that it has a a very decent musical artist cast. Um, Azalea Banks uh, plays the uh, the main character, uh, Common. The rappers in it, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Jill Scott, um, who plays the poetry teacher, and I really like her. And then this one's kind of a low key one because I don't know how much music he's doing now. Because he, I remember, I know, like when it came to back when, uh, when I was in, I think high school, he was kind of getting big, and then he kind of faded off. Um, he's a Chinese rapper named, well, his name then was just Jin. Now he's MC Jin. Um, He's actually in Too Fast, Too Furious. If uh, oh. for listeners, oh, yeah, nice. he okay. He play he plays the mechanic. In that <laughs> yeah, no, I know uh, who you're talking Jimmy? about now. Yeah, yeah, that that's him. <laughs> anyway, this this film honestly, I, I don't think is going to be. It it looks like this typical just like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I guess coming of age type of story and just mm-hmm. up uh, going against the odds type of thing. And I mean, I'm a sucker for films like that, and so like. I'll go watch them, which is also why I saw uh, Patty Cakes. I like those <laughs> types of films, but that film was not good. Uh, but this one, because of the the musical background that it does have, mm-hmm. which is a lot stronger than what Patty Cakes had, so I'm intrigued for this film just based on curiosity. Um, yeah. That's all. Yeah, so that first weekend in in December, you know, there's not there's not going to be too many, I, I guess, nationwide releases. A lot of these are are limited releases that, yeah. you know, most of the country is going to get later on in the month. But uh, um, okay, so yeah, and, and uh, there's nothing else that I was uh, wanted to add from that first weekend. Anything else? Uh, no, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, so weekend number two, December 8th. Um, th- there's So Disaster Artist limited release that first weekend. Uh, so actually this weekend. Um, but then it expands, I think, to most of the country on, on December 8th. So look for that one also that weekend. 
Then there, uh, another wide release film is gonna is it's called Just Getting Started. I'm not sure if you've seen this one. Um, and this, yeah, so Just Getting Started is uh, it stars Morgan Freeman, Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, I mean, I read the synopsis, I, I watched the trailer. Um, I guess Morgan Freeman is like he's like an ex. He's either ex FBI or ex CIA, and he's in the witness protection program, and he like he's at an a, a, a kind of a retirement home, but he runs the place. He's like you know like the the most popular guy there. All the women love him, and then Tommy Lee Jones comes to live there, and they like kind of start this rivalry. But I, I guess they're also trying to avoid getting assassinated by the mob since they are in witness protection program i, I you know I, I love morgan freeman as an actor i really do and i think he's been in some phenomenal films and i think i think he is a well-respected actor in hollywood but some of his latest movies just are not for me and so i yep. probably will not be seeing this one um but yeah so that's just getting started um, so the, the rest though, the rest are going to be limited releases, but the one that I want to point out the most though, is, is the Mar- new Margot Robbie movie called I, Tonya. So this movie, this one looks fascinating. So anyone who, you know, was old enough to watch the news and be aware of things that were going on in the early nineties, you know, there was the, the U S figure skating rivalry between Tonya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan that ended in a tragic attack on Nancy Kerrigan. And, and I, I don't know if it ruined her career or if she wasn't ever able to skate again. Um, but this is, this is the movie about Tanya Harding and her story. So, and I've seen, I've seen like 2020 specials or like Dateline specials on Tanya Harding and like the life that she had. And she had a heart, you know, she had a pretty rough upbringing and she wasn't, from those very well-to-do affluent families that like Nancy Kerrigan came from, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, view Tanya Harding and and I, I'm just using this as just conjecture, but you know, as kind of like trailer trash, you know, in, in, right. in, in a word. So, um, you know, so, but she was, she was at one point in time rated number one in the world. And so she was an incredible figure skater. And so this is her story. However, however, the, the <laughs> this movie does take a lot of liberties in telling this story so th- they already say that a lot of these things are fictionalized a lot of um cuz I, I guess in watching the trailer um Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding has these moments in the movie where she's talking to the audience you know so i i think mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to be kind of a dark comedy that's that's the way that i took it as However, the movie looks fascinating. I really like Mar- Margot Robbie as an actress, and I will want to see this movie. So I'm really excited for I, Tonya. And I was old enough to know this whole thing between Nancy Kerrigan and Tonya Harding in, in the early 90s. So that, that one looks good to me. Um, <laughs> the, so there, there are just a couple I just want to make mention of. There wasn't really anything that really stood out to me that much. Uh, there is a movie, an, another limited release movie called Bullet Head. It stars Adrian Brody, John Malkovich, and Antonio Banderas. It looks weird. I got to be honest. It looks really weird. The premise of the movie is – so 
Adrian Brody and John Malkovich, along with one other actor, they're three career criminals who end up, they get trapped inside kind of this warehouse or like abandoned building or something like that. And they're trapped inside by, by what looks to be a freaking huge mutant dog. <laughs> and I don't, maybe yeah. it's not a mutant, but the dog looks very abnormally large. And they, like, they, I guess they just got done stealing money. And so they're trying to escape, but this dog is like keeping them tracked there. Antonio Banderas plays a cop or a detective or something like that. And it, it looks interesting, it, it, but it, more than it looks a little strange. It's supposed to be just kind of, yeah. A, um, yeah, just, I guess, a, a, like a, an action criminal type thriller movie or something like that. But yeah, I, I, did you see the trailer? What do you think of that one? Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. I actually couldn't even pinpoint what uh, Antonio Banderas was because, and maybe this is just me analyzing the trailer for this movie a little bit too much, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I when I when they show like the cops, the what uh, I guess I think it was Brody looking out and he sees like the person getting out of the the uh, cop car. It didn't look like Antonio. What Antonio Banderas is. Uh, wearing and then so like and then it just kind of introduces him as a weird they don't really kind of indicate i didn't think they indicated very well at least for my viewing of it i could be completely way off the rails here yeah yeah but they didn't they didn't at least I, it, they didn't show it to me that he was kind of a cop so i don't know i got this weird impression that he he's like this uh, i don't know anamorph type of person who turns into the dog oh I don't my know. gosh if that is the case oh my gosh <laughs> you know hey now that now that you say that i i think you might be on to something i didn't i didn't take that on just my one viewing of the trailer but i i don't know the movie looked bizarre enough that i would not put that out of the realm of possibility <laughs> yeah yeah and so like i was just like is that what's going on i don't know how to respond to that if that's what's happening i couldn't tell you if it's happening or not but that's what it, that was my first reaction to it oh, so i was just like so uh, weird so strange okay yeah yeah so that's bullet head the only other movie i want to make mention of is called november criminals and the reason why is because it stars Ansel Elgort, and he's the most recent star from the summer hit uh, Baby Driver. Uh, so he played mm. Baby. And so you have uh, Ansel Elgort, Chloe Grace uh, Moritz, and uh, Catherine Keener. Or Catherine Keener. Um, and so this, this movie is actually based on a novel that's also called November Criminals. And the, I guess the story is about um, uh, Ansel Elgort. He, he plays a high school kid who is charged for murder and so he takes on his own investigation i guess and it takes place in washington dc the trailer looked okay i like i wasn't totally thrilled by the trailer and just what i watched and what i read about the synopsis um but i i could be proven wrong and plus i mean ansel elgort he's probably one of the more up-and-coming actors especially after baby driver um right. and so yeah so those those are the movies that i that you know kind of stuck out to me the ones i wanted to make mention of uh, anything else from that second weekend uh, no, you hit all the ones on um, that I was thinking of. Just getting started. Yeah, you hit pretty much everything what I'm thinking. I love Morgan Freeman, but unfortunately, he's just doing <laughs> the old man in comedies role. Yeah, it's just yeah for me, it just it's not working well. It's just because they're not really funny anyway. So yeah. I, uh, I I actually did think that one that he came out uh, earlier this year uh, with. Uh, Michael Caine and Alan Arkin. That one I thought was 
innocent. It, it was. It had its moments that it was just. Yeah, I, I liked I, it because I liked the actor. I'm trying to remember the name of that one. I know I haven't seen it yet, so I, I'm maybe Going jumping the gun too much. What What was it? Going in style. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's about like a heistman. I thought it was innocent, and it it wasn't like overly trying to. Like, oh, actually, no. I take that back. It, it definitely it was overly trying, but I don't know. <laughs> I I thought it was a little bit more believable, like relatively speaking, believable. It wasn't yeah. like it, it wasn't the like I guess over the top thing that this movie looks like because he's. I don't know. I, I just don't think of old men partying it. Like I, I, I don't I get attacked to those types of films. I just I just want my Morgan Freeman from Deep Impact when he is the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the Morgan Freeman I grew up on. But hey, you know what? He's making money. He's doing what he loves. More power to him. So, yeah. um, okay, listeners. So that's we are two weekends into December, and you know December is especially compared to November, it's quite the light month. But I I believe the highlight of December is coming up. So Andre, take it away with the third weekend in December. All right, because I don't want to go and talk about the highlight and then go downhill. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start from uh, we're gonna talk about the other ones first. Okay, let's do uh, it. So so the first one that I got is Gotti, which. I, I think is now coming out. I've had like, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on this one before, but that has had like three or four release dates. I think it's now coming out this, this time. Um, it's about John Gotti, who was a New York city mobster and head of the Gambino crime family. It stars John Travolta. I like gangster films. I mean, one of my favorite films of all time is the Godfather. So, I mean, I'm yeah. always open to seeing this. I mean, Travolta's kind of having a, uh, Increase in his career again after doing. Um, I'm not sure. Did you watch the OJ thing that he did? No. So I was about to tell you it's been it's been a while since I've seen John Travolta in a movie. I, I at least a new movie. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm think, I'm going back to like Hairspray in like 2007 or 2008, <laughs> whenever that came out. I yeah. Uh, well, if you get a chance, I definitely watch the um, America's True Crime Stories, uh, the OJ OJ one with Cuba, like it, it. I think it's one of phenomenally acted. So I think like it's a, I guess a mini series you call it, but mm. it's definitely worth checking out. And I think that's how uh, he's he kind of he did. John Travolta did really. Everyone did really well, but John Travolta I think did really well, uh, like really fantastic. So I think like that kind of made this movie kind of happen more so. So like I'm intrigued by it just because of my love for gangster films, uh, but that's really it. Um, and then the only other film aside from the highlight that I have is Ferdinand, mm-hmm. uh, which is based on the children's book, The Story of Ferdinand, which I did read as a child, and I remember it very adamantly and oh, very nice. clearly. Nice. Yeah. Um, about essentially a bull, a Spanish fighting bull who prefers smelling flowers and practicing nonviolence. <laughs> so... I thought as a kid, I think I thought it was the most clever story. It obviously kind of, in broader terms, it definitely, uh, I guess, influenced how I think of the world. Mm-hmm. However, not I'm not I'm no <laughs> obviously bullfighter or anything like that. Obviously, but it stars John Cena. Uh, he's voicing uh, Ferdinand. It also has Kate McKinnon in it. Uh, Anthony Anderson's in it. 
um, and Peyton Manning's in it apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, which is, I think, his first acting role. So I'm really kind of in, I'm l- looking forward to that just because I'm like really. <laughs> I think you can't, can't you just stick to the nationwide commercials. <laughs> um, and then also David Tennant is in it, and he's also who's known mostly for his uh, Doctor Who and also Jessica Jones playing Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. He's voicing in it, so it has a potentially decent acting cast. I don't know if the story is going to be worth 107 minutes. Because the actual book itself is probably as thick as two or three quarters. So I don't know what they're going to get out of 107 minutes. But uh, I mean, it could be a nice sweet story as the original was i don't know yeah but no, this, I, and this it, this is not a, a dreamworks yeah i thought this was a dreamworks movie but it's not is it uh no it's called blue sky studios but it's a also 20th century fox oh okay okay yeah yeah uh the studios also did from what i'm looking up now ice age rio and the peanuts movie Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I was unaware of that. Okay. Yeah, that, that gives me more perspective, I think. Yeah. I mean, I just looked that up now, so okay. I, I did. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, that's the the only two films I have. Okay, now, I, before, before, we... before you go on to the highlight, though, I'm going to interrupt you yeah. one sec, okay? So yeah. do you remember back in 2010, there was a sci-fi movie that came out called Skyline? Do you, no. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> <laughs> not offhand okay so it was it was it was a sort of independence day type movie okay it, it was a more low budget sci-fi film but it did hit theaters nationwide okay um the only person that i think most people would recognize from that film is donald Faison. so he played in um scrubs the the comedy show scrubs um but oh. it stars eric uh balfour so I I don't know if you remember him or anything, but he he played in Twenty Four for quite a while. Um, the the TV show, Fox TV show Twenty Four, but okay, it's getting a sequel. <laughs> okay, I'm I, looking this movie up. Uh, I okay, remember this title. Yes, I, don't, I did not watch this movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe okay. I I didn't hate it. I know it's not that great of a movie, but I you know I enjoy sci-fi movies and. Alien invasion movies are always kind of fun. This was like a very high, high budget sci-fi channel movie. If that, if that like kind of gives perspective, but it did, it was in theaters. It was. And so I did see it. It's been a while, but it's getting a sequel and the sequel is called beyond skyline. And so it, it, it has a brand new cast. Um, it, 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 I mean, and it is a sequel. Um, it stars, um, Frank, uh, I think it's Grillo. Is that is that so he he's he's that main bad guy in the start of uh civil war do you remember that yeah so it's the sequel to skyline it's called beyond skyline it's getting a limited release that weekend i just wanted to make mention that if any of our (laughs) listeners have ever seen skyline and maybe liked it so lucky you guys you're getting a sequel (laughs) oh geez yeah so that okay that's it now go ahead here's the big kahuna so, yeah, obviously this week is coming out with potentially for some the most anticipated movie of the year. Mm-hmm. We got Star Wars, 
The Last Jedi. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to put in words how excited that I could be for this I, film. <laughs> I know, man. It, it just speaks for itself. It really does. I mean, and yes. anybody anybody who reads your reviews or listens to this podcast, they know that you know we're we're pretty big fans of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, and I'm with the trip. Like, I feel like the marketing for this film has been like on point in that I really don't know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I can kind of guess certain things, but I'm like, I really don't eat, like, it, I don't know who's bad, who's good. I'm just, I'm just I'm going in at this point with a complete, almost to say blank state slate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think Luke Skywalker said it best in the trailer and he says, this will not end the way you think. I think honestly, they added that clip in the trailer to tell all of the people who are watching it. You have no idea what's going to happen. You think you might know, but you're, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I'm, I'm beyond excited for this. And also, Going in also, in addition to excitement, a little bit of sadness because it's uh, last time we'll see the actual Leia. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But so. I, I, I mean, cr- crazy, crazy, just everything that happened, you know, uh, last year. And it was December, too, yeah. so it's almost been a year, hasn't it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. You know, so ever since Carrie Fisher passed away, you know, that they did finish they did finish filming for this movie, but I do know I do know that they had intentions on having her in the in the last the last one of this trilogy, so episode nine. At least that's that is what I've read in statements that have come out. So, you know, maybe they changed the ending on her character and what's gonna happen to her in this movie. I don't know, but I am you know, seeing Carrie Fisher one last time in a Star Wars movie, it's it's going to be very memorable for sure. Yeah, and I don't know. It's not like how, well, spoiler for Episode 7, uh, that Han dies where that was actually the intention of the film. Correct. So I'm, act- I'm intrigued to see how they do this in an elegant way, um, which I have faith that they're going to, but it's just I'm intrigued by it. I mean... It's the same type of thing that happened with, uh, oh, I lost count of which one it was, but the Fast and Furious when Paul Walker died and they yeah. had to change the, essentially change the film because of that. I mean, they, they said bye to him in a very elegant way. And I mean, Star Wars is beyond above those films. So I have a hundred percent faith that they'll be able to do it. So I've got a question for you, and this is this is something that I I was listening to on a podcast. But so let's just speculate a little bit. If if Carrie Fisher's character, Princess Leia, or General Organa, if she survives Episode Eight and she her her character does continue on to Episode Nine, would you like to see them either render her character as a total CGI the way they did with uh, uh, Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin, in Rogue One? Or would you like to see her her, her character um, be played by an actual actress, you know, just as as Princess Leia? It, I mean, because out of that, I don't really know what the other two options would be because there is no filming or footage that was done for Episode Nine while Carrie Fisher was still alive. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's really only two options. So what would you rather have? Oh. Uh. To be honest with you, like 
I mean, <laughs> I know you didn't like it, but I didn't mind it what they did in Rogue One. Um, <laughs> and so, and what they, like, so it, I think I would go with the first option. Really? I okay. Um, or I guess something similar of what, I mean, I'm going to go back to this cause I think they did it decently was what they did with, um, Paul Walker is that, I mean, I don't think it would be as easy, but like what they, they just got, uh, his brothers to do, uh, play like the body role and then they would like do it in post and move his face around. I don't remember if Carrie Fisher has any siblings, but I don't know, something like that where they get somebody who's kind of her lookalike and then deal with that in post. Right. Um, but, but I think like if they're going to do that, like they shouldn't, which is going to be kind of hard, obviously, um, to do it and make her a smaller role because if you have too much of it and it's clearly not her, um, uh, it may look kind of iffy. I really don't want them to do that because it's just kind of that's a very big character, and I I don't know how they would I don't know how they would do it. Like I, I'm just, like just rambling here, but honestly. I really don't know how they would do it. Just, I just, uh, I just don't think they that the the writers for this new trilogy of Star Wars ever intended for Leia's character to not go on for all three movies. I think I th- and this is just my opinion. I think it was fully always intended to have her in all three movies and to live on. And so, and if that's the case, if that's the case, I think what could be very respectful and honorable for for Carrie Fisher and the Princess Leia character is that if they did choose an actress someone who it would almost be like paying respect to Carrie Fisher and the Princess Leia character to have someone come in and play you know General Organa for episode 9 but I am curious to know what is going to happen you know if they do decide to you know I I, I mean have you know, heaven forbid, because I would hate to see it have Carrie Fisher's character, uh, you know, not, you know, not survive episode eight. I think that would be horrendous. But, <laughs> you know, as many people maybe cried for Han Solo, you know, like, you're going to have twice as many people cry for Princess Leia, I think. So, yeah. yeah. So, all, all right, Andre, let's, uh, let's, um, oh my goodness, we have been recording for quite a while. So let's <laughs> I, I got, I got one other question for okay, you. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. How many of the uh, cameos do you know are going to be in this film? I don't like, know. I, I mean, you know, I don't mind it so much for films like, you know, like they had in Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that where it's kind of fun. I I don't care to have cameos in Star Wars. Are, are, there, are there supposed to be cameos? In uh, just like... I meant uh, cameos just as in, like, certain people are in roles, but they're not... Okay, uh, like, I know Daniel Craig played a stormtrooper in The Force Awakens, yeah, so, and, I, and I think that's fun. Like it's, that. Yeah, it's fun for them, but, it, it, you know, you don't see their face, so it's not necessarily, you know, taking you out of the moment going, oh, my gosh, that's Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, I meant, like, I meant things like Dan- how Daniel Craig was in that. Okay, Have okay. You, do you know who else is going to be in it? I was going to ask, like, who's your favorite that's going to be something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know who, who's going to be playing those small cameos. Do you? Do you? I know a few of them. Uh, I know uh, um, 
the, the two uh, British uh, princes are going to be in it. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, th- and Tom Hardy. They're all going to do similar things to, uh, what do you call it, um, to uh, Daniel Craig. They're all go- they're going to be stormtroopers. That's awesome. I like that. I think that's fun for them. More than anything, I think that's fun for them. And, and, I, and I'm happy that Lucasfilm does things like that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, and like I've seen some like back. I think a video or a picture or something of like the royal family like on the set, and I thought that was hilarious. So like I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Yeah, and then uh, also um, apparent. Oh no, sorry, I thought that was somebody else. Um, apparently, also Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be voicing somebody in the film. Oh, interesting. I don't know who. But I like him as an actor, so. No, that's but, that's really interesting. I, that that actually could be something significant, though. I, I I'm very much intrigued by that one. Because yeah. it was also the same, like in the last one where um, they had Simon Pegg play a character, that, but like in costume. No, you, I, I you, forgot that, about that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I like the little thing, little things like that, where like they like put like like honest honestly just big star wars fans into like little roles like that and just kind of i I love little things like that so yeah no uh, and and i you know i maybe went on a rant a little bit prematurely about cameos and things like that like because i know i know it's fun for actors who you know they just they just want to do something fun and not have to spend too much time on it. Like, you know, Sylvester Stallone was in guardians of the galaxy volume two and stuff. But like, no, I think, I think it's fun for, you know, big actors and yeah, friggin' <laughs> the two, the two Royals from, from England yeah. you know, to be, to yeah. be in, in star Wars. I think that's awesome. You know? And as long as you're not like, Oh my gosh, that's Prince Harry or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. you know, like, yeah, they can be stormtroopers or their faces covered. They know it's yeah. them. It's fun for them, and you know they can point out to their family and friends, "That's me." You know, that's yeah. that's fun. I like that. Yeah, I think like I'm gonna definitely pay attention to some of the uh, the numbers of stormtroopers now, just because <laughs> at least with Daniel Craig, I think it was like JB 007 was his like stormtrooper name, or, or it was right. definitely double zero seven. But I'm not sure what the other numbers. I'm guessing JB, but. I think that like if they, I want to know like what they do for that. It's like a little Easter egg that I think that's really funny. I like it. Well, so yeah. here's a, something that I'm not sure if you knew. So there was, um, a, a, I I don't remember exactly who it is, but it, a a guy that was a big Star Wars fan, a, a Star Wars fan. I don't know if he was part of the uh, um, the five hundred first. You know, kind of that stormtrooper cosplay professional group. Um, anyway. He had a daughter who was terminally ill. They had a pink um, R2 unit built for her. So, like, you know, like, people the people spend time. It's like a hobby that, you know, you can build your own R2 unit and things like that. Um, but they named it after her, and it was actually in Rogue One. So they Lucasfilm put her R2 unit in the movie as a tribute to her because she did pass away so you know things like that are very cool you know very very cool and you hear stories like that and i think you know it's awesome that a studio will make the time and the effort you know to do little tributes like that i think that's awesome yeah i agree okay andre this is going to be weekend three but weekend three actually starts on wednesday which is december 20th and we've got a couple um 
fairly big movies coming out. So the first one I, I want to make mention of is The Greatest Showman. So this is a musical and that is- one that uh, my actually my sister Samantha and her friend got to go see like two months ago. You know, so it's one of those screenings that the film isn't quite done yet. You know, so yeah. she, they actually got paid to go see it. They had to take like a survey and things like that. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go because they said anybody that reports or reviews on movies, um, you know, in any type of form are not allowed to go see it. So I didn't get to go see it. But, um, yeah, The Greatest oh, – excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, the Greatest Showman starring Hugh Jackman and um, – sorry, where's where are my notes? Let me see. Oh, yeah, that's right. Zach Efron, Michelle Williams, Rebecca Ferguson. So many – this cast is stacked, but it's a musical – it's about, well. it's about P.T. Barnum and how basically he came to create what is known as the circus. And so yep. I think it, it, I think it's going to be a good movie. I enjoy musicals. I like Hugh Jackman in musicals. The last one that I remember him in, it was uh, um, Les Mis. And and Zac Efron is gonna he's gonna go back to his roots of high school high school musical and he's gonna I'm pretty sure he's gonna be singing in this movie so I think I think that one has a lot of potential I think a lot of people are looking forward to that one for the Christmas season I think that could be a good movie um, also coming out that Wednesday December 20th is Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle oh boy yeah so when this movie was first announced I was not too thrilled about it I love the original Jumanji from the 90s um, I, I think that is a very good movie and I think Robin Williams is at his best in that movie yep. so this one stars Dwayne Johnson The Rock Jack Black Kevin Hart and Karen Gillan and so it, it's it's very different than it, it's not a remake. So at least I at least I that has that is what the movie has going for it. It's not a remake or or I guess uh, you know an exact replica of the '90s Jumanji. This time it's more a more modern day version. Instead of a board game, it's a video game that they get sucked into. And yeah, so that's Jumanji. I think I think it has potential to be funny and fun. But I, my hopes are not very high for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think like I mean, uh, I'm not sure. Did you ever see Central Intelligence? No, I didn't. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, one thing about that movie that I really liked, um, not to say it's a great movie or anything, but is the chemistry between uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart. I think they have some good chemistry. So that I think will be funny. I think yeah. that, it, like you said, it has potential. Um, but yeah, I agree with you 100%. The original film is definitely a highlight of my growing up, and yeah, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it anyway. It's going to be the Christmas season. I'll have some time off from work. I'll probably see it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So then, finally, that that uh, we actually get to the weekend, which is Friday, December 22nd, and there are a few, a few, um, I guess. Um, potential good movies. Uh, the, I think the one that I would m- be most looking forward to that weekend is uh, the Ridley Scott movie called All the Money in the World. Yep. And I guess this is based on uh, a true story or true events. It stars Mark Wahlberg, Michelle Williams again, um, and uh, Timothy. Uh, is it H- how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Hutton or Hutton? I think it's Hutton. Uh, I don't know. Um, Christopher Plummer and a lot of other people. So it's a crime thriller movie. It's set in the 1970s. It's it's about like a kidnapping plot um, 
or organized by le uh, left uh, or very left wingist people from Italy. Um, I think one of the big things about this movie right now, or at least that's making a lot of the news, is that Kevin Spacey was also in this movie, but he all his scenes were pulled out of the movie and they are being redone and reshot by a different actor. I don't know who, um, but you it's know, just uh, who is it? Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he replaced him. Okay, so that is probably, uh, you know, and it's unfortunate news because I think this movie has definitely potential to be a good movie. And I enjoy Ridley Scott movies, even the ones that aren't so very good. I, I do like Ridley Scott as a director. Um, yep. But, yeah, no, this this movie looks good. And, and obviously, you know, yeah, the, you got the controversy surrounding Kevin Spacey and, you know, his uh, sexual assault allegations and things like that. So um, very fascinating. Um just a couple other mentions and I'll make them real quick. Father figures, just a comedy starring Owen Wilson and Ed Helms, um, twin brothers who find out that they're, you know, the person that they thought was their dad is not their dad. And so they go searching for their biological dad. And then you have the, the final trilogy movie of pitch perfect in pitch perfect three. You have all the actresses coming back, the stars from the original pitch perfect Anna Kendrick, uh, um, Rebel Wilson, Haley Steinfeld, uh, Brittany Snow, and all the others. And yeah, it's the Bellas. There's going to be singing, acapella. People who like Pitch Perfect probably will want to go see this movie. Those are my movies for that third weekend. <laughs> any any others you want to make mention of? Uh, I have a few, actually. Um, I will also say that with all, uh, all the money in the world, after the unfortunate events, when uh, the Kevin Spacey thing saw out. I agree. It's definitely one of the most interesting films to come out because he was cut at such a late time. Right. And right. Shot completely. I think that's interesting. And I think it was when I went to go see uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I saw a trailer, and it was Kevin Spacey. I was like, "This is no longer accurate. This trailer is no longer right." right. It was. It's such an interesting because I don't think this has ever been done before, especially in this magnitude. And this uh, late, this late in the game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, I'm a big Ridley Scott fan. Um, so there's a lot of intrigue going on to that film. Um, I also have for that month, uh, or that week, excuse me, Downsizing. Oh, uh, wait. Is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to make mention of that. I had that written down in my notes, yeah, with Matt Damon. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go uh, ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. Tell everybody what, what that one's about. It looks good. It really does. Yeah. I think it looks kind of clever. Um, it's definitely uh, – it stars Matt Damon, Jason Sudeikis, Kristen Wiig, and Christoph Waltz. So essentially what happens is to fix down, uh, overpopulation, they've come up with this science that essentially can shrink you down to – few inches tall five I don't inches exactly. five inches, <laughs> five <yeah>. inches. <laughs> and so matt damon's character once he gets shrunk he finds out that his wife who's Kristen wig didn't do it because she can't go through with it <laughs> so they have to divorce and then he has to start a life completely anew uh while being five inches tall right because once yeah once you get shrunk there's no going back yeah and i think this movie is very unique I don't think, like, it, it's like taking Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but making it domestic, I yes. guess. Yes, yeah. 
No, I, I, I watched the trailer today and I fell in love with it already. I absolutely yeah. plan on seeing this movie. It looks it looks good. I yeah, I'm really I excited about it. Um, and then I also have the post. Oh shoot, man! I can't believe I forgot this one. I, and I have it in my notes too. This, yeah, this one is definitely worthy of making mention. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, Meryl Streep, uh, yep. Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. directed by Spielberg. To be honest, I think that that is enough to drag you to the theater. Uh, yeah, uh, no, this, yeah, this one looks really good. It really does. Um, I mean, there are people out there who would definitely call Oscar bait. But frankly, I don't care. You have Spielberg, Tom Hanks, and Meryl Streep in a film. I'm gonna, I'm going to see this. Um, but it's about the leaked Pentagon Papers, papers, excuse me, mm-hmm. in the Vietnam War, and essentially how the U.S. involved. It's a Spielberg biopic, but I mean, the cast is great. So, have you seen the Have you seen the poster, the movie poster for this film? I saw it once, but I don't remember it. Right oh, now. it's awesome, man! It's so simple. So it just, it, it's it's kind of a, um, it, it has Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep on um, stairs somewhere in DC. Obviously, somewhere in DC. I don't know where, but it's just stairs, and it's kind of this. Um, it's it's not a close up, so it's kind of panned out. And but the yeah. entire poster is just stairs with Streep and Hanks, uh, and their backs are toward them kind of in the bottom right corner it's so simple but it's awesome i love the movie poster now this movie this movie i think has great potential of being remember when uh what was that tom hanks movie that came out when um uh was it bridge of spies was that the name of the movie uh uh, yeah with uh mark rylance yeah well yeah when he's he he's going to negotiate um with russia yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. That's I think it's called I British like. Spies, but that I think I think these types of movies that are historic based, very significant events in our history that you know sometimes aren't very well known, especially as the years go by. I I am very much looking forward to the post. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and then I just got two more. I'll, I'll go through them quick. One of them is a Netflix one, but it's I think significant enough to mention. It's Bright. Starring Will Smith and Joel Egerton and okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that one. Uh-uh. Yeah, um, so it's directed by uh, while wow, I'm blanking on the guy's name, the guy who did Suicide Squad. I cannot remember his name right now. That's uh, all right. Yeah, no, go ahead, keep going. Uh, I'll, I'll David look it up. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and basically, it's about essentially a fantasy world, so orcs, elves. Uh, fairies they all they live with humans but humans are thought of being the quote-unquote superior race so um the there's a it's a a buddy cop drama um crime film basically with will smith and joel edgerton as being the two cops but joel edgerton is an orc i am i am looking at the poster right now and this looks fascinating (laughs) yeah I Crazy. think that this film could, like, it looks really interesting. And to be honest, with an action crime film, Will Smith doesn't really do ever a bad job at, I guess, being Will Smith. But I, I like Will Smith a lot. So in those types of roles, so I think it will be good. Joel Edgerton, I think, is a great actor. Um, he's done a lot of really great things. So um, he's done uh, Loving, which I thought was really great last year. Um. And also, uh, 
it comes at night, which also came out this year, which also right. is one of my top films this year. Yeah. Um, so I think this film is similar. Oh, it's uh, it's it's similar to like the other films I've mentioned that are unique in that. I mean, having orcs and fairies in present time is some film that honestly I don't think we've seen before. No, so this very, looks uh, it looks fascinating. I just added it to my queue for uh, on IMDb so I can remember to watch it. It looks it looks interesting. I'm glad you made yeah. mention of that one. <laughs> and then the last one that I have it's called Hostiles, mm-hmm. which stars Christian Bale and Ben Foster, um, and it's directed by Scott Cooper. Who also directed Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges, Black Mass with Johnny Depp, and Out of the Furnace, which also starred Christian Bale. Um, and it's about it's a like a Civil War army captain who has to escort. Um, I think it's a Civil War. I could be wrong with that. No, I don't think it's Civil War. But anyway, 18, uh, an 1892. Army ca- so I, yeah, I'm reading the synopsis. 1892. So we're about almost 30 years after the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. So. But uh, so an ex-army captain who has to essentially he's known for killing uh, Native Americans, but he has to, he's essentially uh, contracted, I think, to escort this um, Cheyenne um, uh, chief and his family to to I think their reservation or safety at least. Um, and I think this looks interesting mainly because I like a decent western. Like I think westerns can be done well if they're not like typical cowboys versus indians type of thing like i i'd like it um and christian bale and ben foster this is also their second time being on a western together mm-hmm. so um because they did 310 to yuma which was a remember. great movie i love that yeah, movie I love, yeah. that. I love that movie too so and uh and the director has done prior good films so i think it has potential to be really good um and christian bale always he's been dedicated to roles for i don't know how long now so I'm pretty excited for this, but this this week I think actually has a lot of things going for it. Yeah, um, and a lot of those are limited releases. So it, I, and I don't see when those are scheduled to come out um, nationwide. Uh, but I'm I'm really hoping those you know those definitely get to uh, uh, at least open up here in Salt Lake, especially the post hostiles. You know, I, I I saw it. I didn't do too much research on it, but no, I, you have me definitely intrigued on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just because, like, I mean, they're trying to all get them out before, uh, I think, the end of the year, just so, like, Oscar contention, which I guess is that Oscar rush, Oscar bait stuff. But, I mean, I think, like, even if they're released um, later on, I would still think that they're good movies. Like, that's, and I think I've talked about this with you. um, But, anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll go ahead That's and lead us. Yeah, lead us into our last weekend. It, it, I don't. I don't. I didn't have too many things on my list, but let's see what you've got. Um, I only have three. Um, I have two that are coming out on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. One is Molly's Game, mm-hmm. which is stars Jessica Chastain as Molly Bloom, who essentially ran this underground uh, poker empire for a lot, which also included the Russian mob. Um, it's directed by Aaron Sorkin, who also who is the writer of A Few Good Men, Charlie Wilson's War, Social Work, um, Social Network, excuse me, uh, Moneyball, and also Steve Jobs. So he has a lot of good writing under his belt. But the the cast, I think, is also pretty good. Jessica Chastain, I think, does a really good job in a lot that she does. 
And yeah, then, I, uh, I really like Chastain. And yeah, yeah. Idris Elba, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you go to our buddy Life of Films and you, you read it and you're just, I mean, uh, it's just great to read like why he's such a good actor. And I mean, I commented, it was just like, this is like, honestly, I can go to a film that just has his name. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Like, cause he, he hasn't like, to me, I haven't seen a bad performance from him. And even in so, so films, he is still really good. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like Elba. Definitely. Yeah. And it also has Kevin Costner and Michael mm-hmm. Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think this movie looks really intriguing just because, um, it's one of the first films that I've like seen. It's kind of a gangster film that has a woman star as being, I guess, like the crime over not overlord, but like crime the guy, the person who's like in charge of everything. Right, which and, does not happen very often. Yeah, so I'm very intrigued about this film. And the second film has, I think, a lot of intrigue for it because. It's it's called Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. and it stars Daniel Day-Lewis, who is known as being one of the most selective men in Hollywood, in actor as a, an actor. Yeah, he does. And he this, does like a movie every five years, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and this is his last film. Yeah, because he 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 announced this year that he was retiring, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and I've loved i can only think of one film that i didn't like that he was in and that's nine because that uh that movie i did not like it was just not good yeah that, but uh yeah that was a strange one it, yeah yeah but aside from that he has knocked pretty much every other role out of the park and also what's really intriguing about this film um is it's directed by paul thomas anderson who worked with day lewis on um there will be blood, which is known for like, it, in my opinion, was the best picture to come out that year. I thought personally it was, and this is like, um, you're pulling strings and really just nitpicking at that point. But I thought personally this was better than No Country for Old Men. I love this film that came out that year. So to have a guy who's known for, and he won Best Actor for that. So. I mean, that movie was made for him to be get best actor. So I'm really have my hopes up for this film just because of that pair of people. Mm-hmm. But the plot is essentially in ni- the 1950s in London, where this renowned dress designer, um, he's essentially living the the bachelor life, uh, ending up with a lot of different women. And he uses them as essential muses in his dress design, but then he falls in love, which kind of disrupts his, I guess, his his designing procedures and stuff because he didn't ever think he was going to. The plot, honestly, when I describe it, it sounds fairly plain in comparison to like his other film, in comparison to like There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. but just based on. Uh, the director-actor combo, I'm already sold. Um, but the last film that I have actually coming out on December 29th, it's called Film Stars uh, Don't Die uh, in Liverpool. 
And it's a sent. It's about a romance that sparks between a young uh, actor named Peter Turner and a Hollywood late and a Hollywood leading lady named Gloria Graham. And this is a uh, true story. It stars Jamie Bell and Annette uh, Benning, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, Benning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it also has Vanessa Redgrave and also Julia Walters. For those who know, she played Molly Weezy in the Harry Potter films. And she also worked with Jamie Bell in Billy Elliot. So this is looks like a typical biopic that comes out. It's, a, it's about um, Gloria Graham who... Um, you find out that she has something and she's essentially just trying to live her life at the end to the happiest extent. Um, and it's about her romance that goes with uh, Peter Turner. It's based on, I think, his... Um, I don't think it's biography, um, but a uh, novel, I guess. But I, I'm not exactly sure what the title of the type of book it is. But anyway, it's based on a book that he wrote. Um, so I think it has a lot of potential just... Based on the trailer, it definitely fits in with the biopic type of feel to it, but I'm definitely intrigued by it. Yeah, I, you know, I, this was the last movie that I did research for this episode, and it, it, I, I don't really know what to think yet. I, I, I think, I think you're right. You know, <laughs> just about the season and about you know a lot of studios trying to push these movies out that could be potential you know, nominations in the Oscars and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, but for that last weekend, Phantom Thread and Molly's game, the look very, very good. I, I, you know, I hope I have time to see these movies. I, I mean, Christmas will be a busy time for a lot of people, but I definitely, right. you know, we'll make an attempt to go see those two at least. So, um, all right, Andre, we have arrived at the end of the podcast, but to end the podcast first, we will let everybody know which movie we are most excited for for the month of December. Backseat Directors, most anticipated movie. I so, think we should give our second choice because I'm pretty <laughs> sure our choices are going to be the exact same for our first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it is worthy that we'll uh we'll we'll you know give an honorable mention to a second one, but uh um I think it's safe to say and correct me if I'm wrong uh, that we are both very much looking forward to and highly anticipating Star Wars the Last Jedi. <laughs> yep, very much so. <laughs> yeah, and un- unfairly so to any of the other, you know, good good movies that are going to be coming out in December. So, okay, Andre, what is your runner up then? Or your honorable I think, mention? Uh, uh, I think just based on the fact of Daniel Day Lewis, it's his last film. I think that's what puts all the other films that I've mentioned that I'm excited to see. I think a little bit over the edge, um, and being it being a, I'm a little bit more hyped for that film than the other good ones. But um, there are plenty of other good ones that I'm excited for for this month. What yeah. About you? So I, okay. So for me, I think it comes down to two, and it's that third weekend in December. I think it comes down to downsizing and the post for me. Uh, I just, I, you know, obviously, like you said, the team up of Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, and Steven Spielberg is, you know, you almost want to say that they, you know, that's already going to be a, a a classic movie with those three teaming up. Um, but downsizing just looks. 
it just looks so intriguing to me. And, and so, you know, a lot of good movies coming out that month. So I, I think I'm going to say downsizing. <laughs> I think that's All probably right. the one I'm probably looking, right. really looking forward to seeing. It just, it, it caught my attention so much that, you know, it could be a bad movie. Who knows? But uh, the trailer got, had me hooked. So. I, I don't think it could be worse than Father Figures. I think that movie <laughs> potentially could be the worst film that I see coming out this month. That uh, that looks terrible. Yeah, or just getting started. I think those two yeah. might. Uh, yeah, they're in the running for probably worst movie in December. So, <laughs> well, listeners, thank you so much for staying all the way until the end. We we have just uh, reviewed or at least uh, previewed um, the month of December. So, thank you all for listening. Thanks for downloading today's episode. I'm gonna let Andre give his plug on how you guys can reach out to him, read his reviews, and how to follow him online. So, Andre, go ahead. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm at the formal review. It's the exact same on all of them. Um, you can also follow Film Hype HQ and Box Office Buzz. I post reviews through them as well. Um, it's yeah, and they give good up-to-date movie news. And just reach out to me. I'm open to do any movie review. I also do live tweets of certain movies. And yeah. Yeah, uh, listeners, Andre is a great follow. Love interacting with him online and on Twitter. Yeah, so make sure to go follow him. And if you guys want to follow Backseat Directors, you can find us on all social media platforms at the BD Podcast. And uh, make sure to stay up to date and subscribe to the podcast. You can uh, subscribe and find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and any other podcast outlet. Um, so yeah, so again, thanks for listening. On behalf of Andre with the formal review, this is Andre Backseat Directors. And we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. So many different types of movies we can all choose from. There's action, adventure, animation, and comedy. There's sci-fi and westerns and classics, documentaries. So many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. So find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone.